I've always heard if it, if it works for everybody, it works for nobody, right? And if you're trying to get AI to work for every possible use case you have, you're fooling yourself. This is Outside Sales Talk, the best podcast for outside salespeople. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and we're here to chat with the world's top sales experts so that you can get their best sales tactics to level up your game. Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. Today, I've got Tyler Carson here with me, and we're going to talk about how to generate more leads with AI-powered email campaigns, something that uh, a lot of us have been thinking about this last year or so, I'm sure. I'm wondering how this can help us. Uh, So, Tyler, welcome on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. Excited to be here. Absolutely. A uh, little background. Tyler is the co-founder of Resquared. That's a Resquared is a platform that streamlines the prospecting process through powerful automation. Uh, he has a long history in tech startups and most recently led a pro tech startup to over seven figures in SaaS revenue. Tyler's uh, focus is the entire customer journey from getting in the door, closing the deal, and setting customers up for success. Uh, and by uh, in full disclosure, and and uh, also because it's interesting to a lot of people listening, I'm sure Resquared is a and Badger have a partnership because uh, you can generate leads with them that then end up in Badger to be uh, to be routed and and uh, mapped, and and there's a nice little workflow there, and so. That is, uh, maybe we'll cover that a bit too, but uh, I've got some some questions just in general, Ty, that I wanted to start out with. Just, uh, you know, covering lead gen and AI and email and, and just get your take on some of this stuff since you're an expert in, in the space. Excited for it. Yeah, absolutely excited for it. I feel like we're the salt and pepper between our two uh, platforms here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you find the stuff, we help them, we... You you find it so they have the information and we find it out out in the in the world so it's uh, it's very you know it's obviously one workflow and very connected so it's uh, it's pretty cool so well how how has the lead generation landscape changed in the past few years with the introduction of AI and uh, the these powerful email campaigns that you can run today pretend like I've been under a rock for uh, the last three years or so. Well, if you haven't heard of this thing called AI or, you know, the Internet out there, let's just say things are changing, uh, you know, quick. I think um, to answer your question, uh, you know, um, uh, kind of an interesting story. I was reading a book called A Brief History of Nearly Everything, uh, which is a really good read if, if you haven't heard of it before. But one thing that took, stood out to me was if you look back in the in the day here, not to go too far off the, the rail, but I think it'll it'll make sense. A lot of the inventions in history came from priests. Um, and a lot of it was because, in my opinion, they weren't having to work with their hands, right? They didn't have to like make a sword or build a house or whatever. So they were able to think. And so the way I see it, especially now until, you know, the robots take over the world, you know, um, is that all artificial intelligence is doing and all technology does in a lot of ways, it just helps us do less dumb shit. Right. Um, and allows us to be more like priests. Um, and what I've noticed, um, you know, being a deal maker myself, you know, whether that's selling a you know seven figure deal to a big deal like Subway or you know working with all kinds of folks you know in my career, I found that the the more senior a salesperson is, the less of an appetite they have for dumb shit, right? Um, uh, in terms of you know, uh, and and I know for myself and for our team, 
every salesperson I would make the argument in the world knows they should prospect more, right? And wishes they were prospecting more, but there's only so many hours of the day, right? And so I think across the board, uh, what artificial intelligence is going to do is exactly what I said, help eliminate some of the manual processes. Uh, so the sales folks can do what they do best, which is figure out what the challenge they're having or what they're trying to solve for or what opportunity or goal they have and how they can do it, right? Um, uh, whatever that service or goods is. So in my opinion, that's where AI is, is really at right now is just really helping to streamline um, and make things easier. And I think from our perspective, you know, the last point I'll make on that is uh, I believe the days of blasting are over, right? When you go to email somebody, you can tell if it was sent to five people or 5,000 people. Um, and I think that AI can really make it to where every email is unique, but it's not like, oh, I mail merged a name in or whatever, right? It's like unique for the person that you're reaching out to. So then when they raise their hand, the salesperson can do what they were you know, meant to do, which is get in there and, and close the deal. Makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, and and you could argue that a lot of the changes and that we've seen over my entire career with technology and sales and marketing have all been doing stuff that I used to do by hand, you know, mm -hmm. making it automated. The computer does it for you. A piece of software does it for you. An app does it for you. I mean, obviously, you know, in the beginning before Badger was invented, when I was out in the field as a, as a salesperson, you know, 20 years ago, I was doing all the same stuff. It's just I was using a, 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 a paper map, and then I started using uh, MapQuest and Google Maps, and you know, then I, I used to use, I used to have a Rolodex, and then I then we got a spreadsheets of it, and um, you know, we, we I've I've actually seen people uh, have maps up on their wall with different colored pins all over it, like the, for the different types of customers, and they plan out what they're gonna do and write it all out, and you know, it's it. It, you can do all this stuff by hand. I mean, you know, I used to I used to do email campaigns by hand, where I would like copy the email, put put it into the in, in, copy the body, copy their mm -hmm. name, paste 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 paste. Like it was like three or four pastes per email, and I would do a thousand of them in a day. I mean, <laughs> that was fun. I mean, you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could find the control V pretty easy at this point. You know. Oh uh, yeah, well, that's yeah. I, I'm I'm sure my. Uh, I'll, I'll develop arthritis someday from my con <laughs> control C control Ving all the time. But uh, so how can AI powered tools enhance the effectiveness of email campaigns for field salespeople when generating leads specifically, like specifically explain, like we, we throw away, or I think we throw around terms like automation and AI and, but what, what specifically like describe to me what an AI powered email campaign tool can do? I think that, uh, you know, our vision and, and what we're, you know, doing today and building into the future is that the, the salesperson is able to say, hey, look, here's who I'm trying to sell, right? This is what I'm trying to sell in this area. Um, and, you know, the AI will generate um, based off of a bunch of, you know, A-B testing that has been happening with other, you know, use cases. Um, here's, a, here's an example sequence for you, right? How would you change this, et cetera? Uh, we launched not too long ago AI snippets where um, essentially what it's going to do is it's going to look through their their different reviews, whether that's Yelp or Google, et cetera, and put a custom sentence or two, right? So like the other day I sent an email and it was like, um, you know, thought it was so interesting that your your insurance company was founded almost 100 years ago. And it was like, no salesperson is going to have time to, you know, look at the website and scroll down to the about us and, you know, maybe have to click a hyperlink to get into it. So I think in our vision, you know, the uh, the idea is, is that historically, 
And I think, you know, both of us coming from the tech world, you know, we understand the idea of like that setter closer model, right? Uh, where you're going to have, you know, historically like an SDR that's going to do a lot of that, you know, kind of uh, grunt work for lack of a better word in terms of dialing for dollars and, you know, doing the control C and control V. And in a lot of ways, I think that that, and, and I want to talk more about that later, I think AI has essentially in a lot of ways replace that setter um, or is going to replace that setter, you know, over time. And so I think for us, you know, our vision is that the sales rep is able to come in, like I said, direct on who they're trying to sell, what they're trying to sell, get some custom messaging based off of a bunch of things that have worked, approve that. And then they go to bed at night and they get knocked on their you know shoulder when someone raises their hand, right? Hey, I'm interested in learning more. Um, and I have a lot of opinions in terms of like those call to actions and how to be more effective with that, which we can talk about later. Uh, but in short, you know, that is, I think, uh, how AI is, you know, if you want to get more detailed into the vision of the, the actual salesperson experience is that they kind of direct the AI where to reach out to. They add their input into what the messaging should be. And then they get nudged when it's time to follow up with somebody makes sense i i get it um what would you say some of the most common challenges are that salespeople face when they're trying to integrate these types of tools these ai powered email campaigns into their lead generations well into their lead generation efforts what 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 are the challenges where where do people bump their heads they're trying to use this type of software it's a good question i think uh one one point would be if you're not tech savvy and you want to go from zero to 100 to use AI, I would recommend, you know, finding a, someone that is tech savvy to help you. Right. Because I think it it take it requires just a level of of tech adaptability. Right. To be able to understand what the limitations are. Not that you need to know how the, you know, the random forest models and all this stuff in the background are, are working. Uh, but I think. You know, you, you might want to look yourself in the mirror and say, if I'm having trouble getting my Zoom call working, you know, I'm probably not going to be able to, you know, 180 with the AI and I should be able to look through someone that can, you know, um, because uh, I think that's just one, you know, probably not the most politically correct thing to say, but uh, I think it's true. Um, so I think there's a challenge of folks that are trying to go from I can barely use a computer to I want to be an AI expert. And I think they need to kind of bite size it out. Right. Because in my opinion, another mistake um, that I think folks are making with AI to kind of stay big picture here is that um, back to when I was saying, hey, if you look at an email and you know if it was sent to 50,000 people or five people or one person, right? Um, uh, I think that, you know, the people are trying to use AI as a silver bullet where I can just create this one template that's going to magically use AI and it's going to magically hit up every possible prospect in the entire galaxy perfectly for me and then they'll raise their hand. I think that that is a mistake. At the end of the day, you know, what I'll, I'll share more on is our, our bread and butter is local and regional businesses, right? Which I think are really the, the backbone of, uh, you know, communities and folks that are trying to sell local and regional businesses, right? Anything from internet to, you know, leases to accounting to lawyer, you know, um, attorneys, et cetera. And so for what we always teach our clients is, hey, if you want to reach out to all restaurants, that's a mistake, right? Because the difference between a, a burger shack, you know, and a fine dining restaurant are apples to oranges. And so I think that people need to really lean into AI in terms of helping, you know, streamline some of the, you know, uh, nonsense that they might have done in the past with the copy and pasting, you know, um, uh, maybe historically, 
but still look at it in terms of relatively micro targets, right? Sick the AI on a micro target. Hey, I want pizza shops, right? In Florida, I want pizza shops in South Tampa, right? So I think that's another mistake is they're trying to, you know, I've always heard if it, if it works for everybody, it works for nobody, right? And if you're trying to get AI to work for every possible use case you have, you're fooling yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and a part of this is just back to sales basics, right? Like get, think about who, who is the best fit for this product and, or service that I'm selling and, you know, seek out that's that particular particular group we, we we've actually had customers uh that sell cans of tomatoes and the way they sell the cans of tomatoes are they go and have it what they call a tasting with the with the pizza place uh you brought up that example has triggered that memory for me like they and because they were like we have better tomatoes than most people and so when the when the chef we a tasting means you open a can for the chef and they literally taste your tomatoes and you say hey would you rather put this in your pizza and a lot of times they're like yeah, I want this on the pizza. So that's wow. always that. So they, they need to know where the Italian food places are, where the pizza places are. So they, they'd be a perfect, a perfect fit for that, for this. I should, uh, I should call them up. Um, yeah. Well, that's, and that's one reason why, you know, as soon as we kind of got this partnership off the ground, I wanted to have you on the podcast just because, you know, a lot of the people that listen to outside sales talk are obviously in outside sales. A lot of them are selling to these, um, these small businesses. So this is, I'd say this is useful to almost anybody, but there are certain groups of our certain certain large chunks of our customer base that this is super useful for. Um, so, so personalization, I think, is a key thing that that AI is helping us do. How, it's really important when you're reaching out to people for the first time that it, that it's personalized and you're able to kind of map your value proposition to them. How much can AI do here? How much are they able, how how much is AI able to take care of this personalization, and and how much should the rep expect to get hands on with what the AI is doing to enhance or tighten up that what the what the AI is is doing when when it builds those emails to, that it's going to send out. Absolutely, no. I think the personalization is. You know, in, in a lot of ways, and and uh, you know, we actually interview local business owners um, uh, to see through their eyes, right? So that's really the theme of our podcast: is we we interview local business owners to hear. You know what's a great salesperson doing and what's a not so great salesperson doing right and you know it's back to the sales basic stuff that you were talking about earlier of like hey if i tell you i'm on vacation and you know call me in a couple weeks don't call me tomorrow like i you're going to lose all of my trust and i'm not going to want to buy anything you give me right and so um i think that these these business owners right and, and we can both appreciate this at, at any you know um capacity are wearing a lot of hats right and there's always spinning plates and there's always fires and so the key to personalization is that hey mr business owner right is this good for you right and, and i want to talk more about that later in terms of what the call to action is because uh you know the little teaser on that is prospecting is a lot like dating in my opinion right um which i'll talk more about in, in a little bit but i think in terms of how ai can assist with with uh, personalization i think that it's it's come a real long way in a short amount of time um i think that it comes back to our point we talked about earlier where you know the the guy selling tomatoes might want to target the AI on pizza shops differently than a, an Italian restaurant, right? Maybe it's a it's a different message in each of them, right? So first you got to kind of niche down your target, you know, in different buckets. 
And then two is the ability, like we were uh, talking about a few minutes ago, of the AI to look at things like their Yelp, their websites, et cetera. It's almost like the new mail merge, right? Um, where you're able to just pull like their first name or their you know business name. We've all got those emails that are like high first name bracket, right? Those are always fun. Uh, and let's just say you're probably not buying from them. Uh, so I think it, it really comes back to the ability to one, target the AI in the first place. Uh, so it has a chance to be personalized, right? And one thing that we encourage, you know, our uh, our customers to do is, um, again, back to the restaurant example, you know, restaurant in a subject line doesn't work as good as pizza, which doesn't work as good as Italian versus pizza, but works even better is saying South Tampa pizza shops, right? There's only so many pizza shops in South Tampa. So all you need is to put that in the subject line and that person's going to likely open it and read whatever you have to say. So I think where personalization is now is it's kind of a next level mail merge, but you can fall into the trap that thinking you could just take one giant list and automatically make it perfect for everybody. Yeah. So this, this is a tool that enhances what you're doing, but it still does take a little work. And as a lot of people here are familiar with the badge map, it's like that, right? Like if you were spending an hour figuring out your routes for the next couple of days, you, now you're still spending some time, but maybe you're spending, you know, 10 minutes figuring it out, but it's still, you still need to get that human brain on this stuff. It's just, it's, it's making it faster. It's bringing in some new skills that the human brain doesn't have, like the ability to look up a thousand places and, and pluck out some interesting information about each one of them, like when they were founded or whatever. Um, but, uh, but like, yeah, it's very, I think a lot of technologies like that, you still gotta, you still gotta have your hands, the keyboard. It's just, it, 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 uh, it shrinks that busy work element, uh, uh of what you're up to. Exactly. It's like a badass intern, you know, but you're not going to just throw the intern on your, your closing call, right? Like you're going to have to get on that damn closing call yourself, right? And if you didn't take time to, to look up where the person's from or where they worked or whatever, the AI isn't going to inject that in your brain, right? But it's pretty sweet if they can give you a little, you know, three sentence summary versus you having to comb through to your point, you know, thousands of websites or whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and you mentioned, uh, mentioned your podcast. Uh, what was the name of it? It's called Selling Local um, and Local. Selling Local. And we, we work with, uh, or we, we speak, the idea is we interview a business owner, we hear their story, tips for salespeople, and they'll tell a story about a salesperson usually doing a good and a bad job. And then we don't always get to accomplish it, but we try to get the salesperson on the call and we do like a part two. And so we kind of put the two episodes together so you can hear both sides of the table, you know? So um, we took a little bit of a hiatus over the summer with some travel, but uh, I actually just scheduled three of them this morning. Um, so yeah, if anybody wants to be on uh, on that podcast, I'd be happy to, to talk to you. But yeah, this is a great group to ask. And um, and at the very least, it sounds like it's worth worth everybody's time to check out the episodes that are in there. And if you, if you sell to dentists, look up the ones that are about dentists and hear hear a couple. It's it's fun to get that unfiltered. Uh, the, the the concept I think is very cool. I appreciate um, it. Yeah, fun to hear their stories. Absolutely. Uh, and is email still a preferred method of communication? And this this is a funny question for me because if I had a dollar for every time someone in marketing had told me has told me email is dead, email is dead, and I was like, it's not dead. <laughs> I I literally answer every email and email that I or I, I don't answer them all obviously, but I I see each one that I get. Like email is still the major a major main means of communication. Would you? But talk to me about the trends that in, in your area of expertise. This is your area of expertise, right? What would you say the trends are between like 
phone outreach to email to social media? How do those how, how do you see those developing and are they all equally important? Is one more important? What do you, what do you think? How, how does it all fit together? Great question. Yeah, I think I think on like kind of the the personal level in terms of like the day-to-day managing your own inbox, I think that's one thing that AI is going to make a world of difference for, right? Imagine how many times a day you go to look at your email and there's not anything in there, but you're anticipating what's coming. If you could just go to bed at night and know the AI is going to notify you when you actually need to get back to something or when, you know, it's just someone trying to spam you. So I don't think email is going anywhere, but I think everybody's going to have kind of AI assistance already around this, right? And if you look at, you know, Gmail, right, if you log into Gmail personally, and it's already kind of doing that for you, right? You have your primary inbox, your promotions, your social or whatever order they have those other two in. Um, So I think that email is not going anywhere uh, at all. Um, And I think that, also, these these local business owners, you know, um, it's a good it's a single area for them to be able to manage, you know, their day to day, you know, versus having, you know, a bunch of different mediums. With that said, I think that email is, you know, kind of the uh, the uh, what's the metaphor to look for, like kind of the, the you know, the the airplane gunfire, kind of like the, you know, the, you're kind of, you know, getting, getting that first touch, right. But anybody knows in sales, it takes way more than one touch, right. Um, uh, to get a deal done, uh, even if you're knocking on a door, right. Um, uh, I think the same thing applies. Um, uh, so I think email is, is not going anywhere. I think the AI is going to just make it even harder to get into that inbox. If you're sending bad emails or if you're, you know, spamming people, um, and back to the, the days of blasting are over. Um, I think obviously social, um, is, is huge. Um, I think that it's interesting for us that, you know, less than 20% of business owners are on LinkedIn. Um, so I think if you're trying to sell to, you know, corporate America, LinkedIn is a great channel. I personally, you know, uh, use LinkedIn all the time, um, uh, for, for sales and, you know, just relationship building, et cetera. Uh, but Instagram and Facebook, uh, we actually have direct integrations, um, and, uh, access to that through our platform. Um, and so we always recommend, you know, you want to hit them with an email, uh, you want to hit them with a, a Facebook message because um, they're actually incentivized to get back to you. Uh, but I, I think at the end of the day, business happens on the phone um, and in person. Um, you know, uh, uh, there's nothing better than sitting in the room with somebody, you know, um, and I think that is, you know, the ultimate pinnacle. Uh, but, you know, what we recommend, uh, and I'll, I'll come back to the, the prospecting like dating metaphor later, but what we recommend is when someone raises their hand and you're offering to share more information or, you know, give them something relevant, you pick up the phone and you're like, hey, Steve, just about to send you something, wanted to make sure it got in your inbox. Do you have a second? Right. And then they'll, they'll, you can feel out like, leave me the hell alone. I'm in the middle of firefighting or sure. I'll look real quick. And boom, that's your chance to try to overcome objections. Hey, while, uh, while I got you, any questions on what I sent you? Like, what are you looking for? And then you qualify them, you know, all the way through. So to, to condense my answer, I think email is absolutely not going anywhere. I personally hate managing my own inbox, but I think AI is going to make that even easier, right? Um, uh, where you're going to spend less time dealing with, you know, deleting uh, emails and more talking to the people you need to talk to. Makes sense. And um, how how can people think about ReSquared, the, the product you built, in terms of using it at different stages of their sales process. So it's obvious what it does with lead generation, I think, you know, discovers the person and you send them an email, right? It helps you find them and and reach out to them. But where can it get involved in other parts of the of the the sales process? I think it it really is, uh, you know, heavy on like getting we like to describe ourselves as like the the agent and you're the actor. We'll get you an audition 
and then it's on you to get the role, right? With that said, you know, I think that everybody knows, right, that timing is something out of our control as a salesperson, right? And so a lot of times, you know, you'll reach out to somebody and they do have the right fit, they do have the need, they do need your your product or service, uh, but the timing isn't good. And so, you know, something that we really encourage our clients to do, um, and we actually launched a, a, a feature called Demand Reports, where it looks at the amount of Google searches uh, based off of different categories. Um, and I'll explain what, how that's relevant here is I'm sure everybody on this podcast has heard of, you know, Gary V and, you know, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, but, you know, his his book of the jab, 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 right hook, right? Of like you give, you give, you give, and then you ask for something. So I think outside of just immediately asking, you know, for an appointment or for, a, you know, whatever it is, what can you give these people that they might find relevant for your industry, right? For the tomato guy being able to say, hey, did you know that, you know, our tomatoes have this, this, and this, which is makes this, you know, moisture level lower, which makes your crust not get, I don't know, I'm making that up on the, on the fly, right? And so it's nurturing opportunities until they're ready. That's our bread and butter, right? Whether they're ready, which I'm always shocked at how good the conversion is on the first pass through, especially with, you know, just a simple email, but also just that constant nourishment, right? And the, the nurturing of them. And that's, again, where I think the AI comes into place is once you kind of direct on who you're trying to sell to and what you might be able to provide a white paper or whatever, you can have these sequences just continuing to happen for years, right? Until that opportunity raises their hand and they're ready to go and you can kind of redirect it as you go. So it's it's not only the initial call, but it's also the nurturing until you do get that opportunity. And if the opportunity is not the right timing, just keep nurturing them. And that's where the, the follow-up comes into play. Makes sense. And talk to me, tell me about the landscape. So not just re-squared, but like where are there opportunities for salespeople to integrate tools like ChatGPT and, and other, other we, we hear about 50 different AI tools floating around that do different things. How, I think we're, we're getting an understanding for what ReSquared does. How, how where are there opportunities that, that you th see that are really attractive for the types of salespeople that, that you and I have as customers? Where else can they, what, what are the other tools they can use from an AI perspective? So I got some tools in mind. One uh, thing that I just am personally a huge fan of, which has nothing to do with AI, is just sending a letter. Like, if you, if you take the time to send a letter to somebody, I mean, I don't know about you, but I can count on maybe one and a half hands how many handwritten letters I've gotten in my whole life, right? So I think that's a secret weapon, whereas as things keep getting further and further into this AI, you know, robots taking over the world, uh, go knock on a door, you know, and make sure you have the right, uh, you know, you're not just driving in circles, you know, with you guys. And also send a, send a follow-up letter, right? Blow their mind. Um, and world's best subject line is, hope you got my handwritten letter, right? Um, who's not going to open that? Um, in terms of tools, out there um, there's quite a few I think uh, uh, first would be um, the video um, I think that you know whether it's something simple like a loom um, or vidyard which all I think have free versions of those tools where you're able to put a face behind it right um, and where AI is is coming into play I think, I think it's called send spark or spark send or something like that I just saw like two days ago but basically what you can do is you make like your intro you make like your call to action and then you can basically upload like a spreadsheet of different names and companies and stuff. And it'll use AI and your voice to make, you know, a hundred custom videos off of like one. Now I haven't used it yet. I bet it's still got a long way to go. And I bet I could probably tell, you know, knowing enough about this stuff that it, uh, somebody used a tool like that kind of back to where in that mail merge phrase. But I think if you're not doing any video 
uh, type messaging and emails um, and even text messaging people videos. Um, uh, I think you're missing out. So that's one. Um, the other is uh, I'm I've, I've been playing with uh, Bard quite a bit, which is the Google's uh, AI, um, and you know they're they're still you know who knows what's going to play out with both of them, but they just launched where you have extensions where it'll actually look through your Gmail. Your, uh, your Google Calendar, right? Um, uh, even YouTube, right? And so you could say, hey, you know, um, uh, I think this prospect sent me an email about this something a while back, like boom. And it takes that like search to the next level. I think that's huge. Um, one tool that I like that just is actually doing like a beta um, uh, uh, AI component is called Hemingway app. Um, so I don't claim to be much of a, a writer or a uh, you know, book connoisseur, but I do love reading. Um, and then from my understanding, Hemingway is known for very short, succinct, right? Writing, very easy to read. Um, and this Hemingway app is really cool where you basically just copy and paste whatever messaging you're using. And it shows you what grade level you're at. And it's like, you want to be at like a second grade level, not like a college grade level. Right. Um, and it helps you simplify it. Right. Like I went to this conference, um, a, a year or two ago. Um, and I'm used to being like the younger guy at these conferences. Well, I was like the old guy at this conference and they were like 18, 19, and they were all these like, um, you know, influencer marketing, like affiliate marketing, all that kind of stuff, which I have my you know opinions on. Uh, uh, but they were telling me about how one guy had sold two or three yachts the year before, like million dollar yachts. Guess what the email was? Do you want to buy a yacht? Question mark. That was literally it right? Like that was it. It wasn't like some crazy AI or whatever. So use the Hemingway app, right? Use a video tool, right? Send a damn letter, right? Those are, I think, some of the, the combinations and use something like a bard um, uh, to, to make your life easier um, in terms of just doing less dumb stuff. Yeah, I've got to check out Hemingway. I've, I've, I've heard of that app actually, but I haven't played with it. Um, it's free too. Yeah, which also always confuses me. I'm like, so what's the what's the model here? <laughs> I don't get it either. They just launched an AI beta, so I have a feeling they're going to be like five bucks a month and you know, blah blah blah. But there's quite a few that do the general thing. But I, I just love Hemingway app. It's so simple. You copy and paste it, and it highlights like yellow if it's red or run on red if it's a run on. Gets rid of too many adverbs. It's it's great. Nice. Well, next section of the uh, of the podcast today: sales in sixty seconds. Quick questions, quick answers. Okay. What's the most important thing to include in an email that you're sending to a new prospect? A simple call to action that requires the least amount of friction. And that is not, do you want to meet next Tuesday? You got to first figure out they're open and then you crush in with the meeting. What's a common mistake that you see salespeople make when dealing with prospects? I think that applies again. They're going right in for the meeting. You know, prospecting's like dating. You don't ask somebody, do you want to go on a date first? First, you say, hi, how are you doing, right? Uh, are you single, right? So figure out if they're single or not before you ask them on a date. Makes sense. And what would you say, you know, with, with AI kind of entering more and more into our daily communication as salespeople, how, how can salespeople stand out from the crowd? Care care about who they're selling um, and actually care. Don't don't expect the AI to do all the work for them and lean into some of the old school stuff. Go knock on the door, write a handwritten letter, um, call them. What would you say the best piece of sales advice is that you've ever heard? Ooh, 
best piece of sales advice I've ever heard. I love that question. Um, the one that comes to mind is uh, when you realize one thing, it makes sales a lot easier. All we do all day long is interrupt people. They do not, their world does not revolve around ours. So when they get upset or they're frustrated or whatever, it's probably not you. It's probably something going on in their life. Just like when my mom told me that little kid that bullies you in school or whatever, or the jerk in school, he's probably got something happening at his house that's having him act that way. So just remind yourself, all you're doing is interrupting people all day long and they don't owe you anything. Well, I'm going to try to summarize a bit of what we've talked about today here. Um, first of all, AI can help sales reps be more efficient with their time. The days of email blasting are over uh, because AI can help make every email you send customized and unique to the person you're sending it to. AI email tools can help salespeople automate a lot of their email process and can create custom messaging that can help an email stand out from the crowd. AI tools can also help with follow-up reminders so that you don't drop the ball with a prospect. Keep in mind that AI tools should be used for micro-targets so that you make sure each segment of your outreach um, gets the best messages that are tailored to them. Use AI to research your prospect and understand their business better in order to personalize your approach. Email can be a great first touch with your prospects, and then you can use other channels to build on that relationship. Use email uh, AI tools to help nurture the relationship that you have with prospects until they're ready to buy. It's not necessarily just for the first touch. It can also be used to nurture. Tyler shared some other tools that can be helpful to further stand out with prospects, taking time to send a follow-up letter, um, handwritten letters, try sending custom video messages through platforms like Loom and Vidyard, um, the Hemingway app to send clear, uh, clear and concise messages to customers. This has been so much fantastic advice and I, I do really appreciate it. Um, where can listeners read more about what you do and, and reach out to you if they're interested in learning more? Yeah, absolutely. It's been a, it's been a pleasure um, and uh, look forward to continue to, to build on our partnership and our, our relationship as fellow girl dads here. Um, and uh, make sure to check us out, re the number two dot AI. So re two dot AI. Um, and uh, feel free to find me on LinkedIn. Um, it's linkedin.com slash Tyler W. Carlson. Um, and if you're looking to prospect for a certain type of business or whatever, I'd be happy to put together a template for you, share some contact information. Uh, we're here to serve um, and we're here to get better every day and excited to, to watch the magic happen uh, between Reed Squared and Badger Maps. Absolutely. I'm, and I'm, I'm excited too. This is, this is really cool and it's really cool what you're doing. Um, this has been a great episode of the Outside Sales Talk. If you work in field sales, you'll love Badger Maps. The number one route planner helps you sell 20% more and drive 20% less. You can get a free trial at badgermapping.com today. And if you can think of any other sales reps out there that can learn about, that would, would, would benefit from learning about the stuff that Tyler's been talking about with email and, and AI, uh, definitely share this episode with them. 
Thanks for coming on the show again and take care until next time, everybody.